Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Tell us uh, what went into sort of your reporting on that, how confident you were of that. Because I thought that was – you could have easily just said, they're targeting a quarterback here. Don't listen to all the drama. They're going quarterback. I can't tell you which one. But, no, you went out there and you said Dwayne Haskins. Yeah. Um, well, it, the chatter about who Washington wanted started back at the Combine when I was talking – to some people with the organization while I was out there. Um, I wasn't really trying to dig up who they were going to go after in the draft. It was really just general conversation. And my takeaway from everybody was that the team as a whole was really into Dwayne Haskins. And, you know, so I started to do a little research on him and obviously realized the connection with Dan Snyder and his son, which, you know, when you talk to people on, on a national scale about that, they, they kind of put it to the side. They're like, all right, who cares? So what, his son went to high school with him or a high school near him? Like, that's not that important. And it's funny, I was kind of stomping on the table um, at ESPN. I was like, no, 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 that's actually a gigantic element to this because this shows that this decision, in the end, really became a personal, emotional connection to the owner of the organization versus this guy is the best quarterback for this offense because of A, B, and C. So... Once I heard that, I was like, I remember thinking uh, a few weeks before the draft, like, I have to stay on top of this. This was before I was actually assigned the Redskins specifically, like, thinking, you know, there's there's definitely going to be some smoke around this fire. And then I got the assignment, and I just kind of dug on it. And it was actually Wednesday morning when I put that report out. And it was kind of funny. Within the buildings of ESPN, even Schefter was like, hey, you went really hard on that report you know how are we feeling about this and Schefter's incredible at what he does he likes three four sources on stories and I'm like I just said to him off the phone I'm like Adam we're good we're good here they're going Haskins um so he was he was super supportive about it but obviously guys the big story there was the dynamic within the building what what is your understanding of the dynamic in the war room there because we all just assume it's Dan and Bruce doing whatever, but that the real hard work behind the scenes is Kyle Smith and the scouting staff. Um, they're the ones setting the board. I mean, I think that's a matter of record. Uh, I don't know where Doug fits in in all of this, um, but what is sort of your understanding of how what the dynamic was in the war room? Well, it's worked backwards from power. So you have the scouts who, guys, they do so much work all year round. And whether it's travel, preparation, I mean, it's their job to present and right. set this board and make their arguments and, and, and make cases for, for why certain players should be where. Um, then you have the coaching staff. You have Jay Gruden, who spends hours and hours and hours looking at tape of all the guys in the draft. Um, from what I learned through the process, he had a big hand in the research and the time that was put into looking at all these different players. Um, but in terms of who's making the call and the decisions, 
it's 100% the president of the Redskins, and that's Bruce Allen. And Dan was involved with the first pick. So while we can sit here all day long and give credit to the scouting team and give credit or excuse me, to the scout team and give credit to these coaches, it really didn't matter in the end because Dan Snyder was going to pick who he wanted when it came to the top pick. Diana, if if Daniel Jones was still available, let's just say Dwayne Haskins went six to the Giants and Daniel Jones was still available at 15, do you think that Dan Snyder still would have been all in and making his pick for the guy he wanted? Or was there such a connection with Haskins, it was a little bit different there? Like, in other words, would, would Dan and Bruce said, all right, scouting department, we're leaving it up to you. Who's the best guy at 15? Yeah, I, I actually <clears> asked <throat> that question before the draft because um, I thought that there was a chance. And some of the Redskins, by the way, they thought that Has- there was a chance that Haskins could go to the Giants. Right. Um, there was a lot of chatter about that. Uh, but I also cover New York, too. And the guy that gave me information about a week after the combine and basically said to me, don't even touch Haskins with the New York Giants. They don't like him. They don't <laughs> think he's mobile enough in the pocket. They don't think he's accurate. Don't waste your time. And this guy that gave it to me is like my go-to dude in, in New York. So I actually gave that information to the Redskins and said, look, this is what I can tell you. The Giants aren't, this isn't true. There's no legs to this. Um, and, you know, they, they still kind of, I think they believe me, but, uh, you know, you know, I think for them, they're going to do their own homework on it and go with the football people and do their, you know, go, go with their relationships with the people in New York. Um, although you can make an argument, why is New York going to tell them that? But that's a different conversation. But I believe the way it was explained to me, or not I believe, I can tell you the way it was explained to me, um, that if Haskins was off the board, mm-hmm. then the football side of the operation would have taken over for that pick, and I think they would have went pass rush. I think right. if they just would have went defense there. Um, there was a case being pled two days before, prior to the draft that they had to look at Daniel Jones. Look, if you're going to go quarterback, if you're so married to this, you have to at least consider this kid. And um, the way it was described to me is there, there was no there was no movement there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my understanding so, was it was reported, Diana. Um, I'm not sure if it was you, but I know a buddy that's involved somewhat. And, uh, and, and Dan's been like in Europe. He's been out of town. He hadn't been around. But the one interview that he sat in on was Haskins. Like, that was the one guy he was personally invested in. Beyond that, I think it was like, all right, you boys do what you do. Yeah. No, no, that's, that, that was actually the, that was part of my report on Wednesday of, of all the interviews that these guys meet with. And they meet with all the top quarterbacks. They meet with the top players. They sit in those meetings, and it stinks, and it's long, and it's boring. It's at the combine. And, uh, we know the process now, but apparently um, I did hear Snyder sat in on a couple other players, but quarterbacks, the only one he sat in that, that he made time for and actually asked a question in the interview was with Dwayne Haskins. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the writing's on the wall there. And, and guys, after taking a look back at the draft once it was complete, and I actually tweeted the sentiment because I was just driving and it, it like hit me like a ton of bricks. And it's not that it's a deep thought, but. Well, all the leaks were, were coming out, and they weren't horrible leaks, but just the fact that we knew that there was a divide within the organization of where they wanted to go with that top pick, and Snyder still went with who he wanted, it just verified. And I think it also was a message sent 
to every single person in that building, I don't care what you want. I don't care what you believe. This is my team. Sort of, you need to check yourself and remember what your job is and what your role is. Because at the end of the day, I'm still the boss. And that's how I, that's how I took it. Diana, how many other owners are basically making the first round pick? And I guess, I guess the Redskins feel like it's it's good business practice, but how many other teams have an owner driven first round pick? I'm guessing it's not a lot. Jerry. Probably Dallas. Know. Yeah. Yeah, Dallas. Yeah, yeah, Jerry's a good example. I think it's actually probably a great um post draft um little survey I should do is just call around to every team and ask you know, that specifically, but just from covering the league for years now. I can tell you it's probably I could probably name three or four right now where the owner is aware in terms of a voice of this is what I want. I, I I mean, I think Jerry's probably the only example I can think of right now off the top of my head. I know in New York Mara's involved, he's aware of the conversations, he's told what they want to do, but they leave it to the football guys. They they you know, obviously Robert Kraft doesn't pick it, Bill Belichick does. Um so, yeah, it, it's certainly unique, but obviously Bruce Allen is really the biggest power player in that building. He is the one with all the juice. There is not a single person there that can get more stuff done for what he wants than Bruce Allen. Diana, you talked to the Giants, and, and you found out why they didn't like Haskins. Did you talk to any other teams that needed quarterbacks, like the Bengals or the Dolphins or who traded out Denver? Uh, mm-hmm. did, did you talk to any of those other teams that didn't like Haskins for those same reasons? I did. The um, Haskins wasn't obviously any team's number one quarterback, except for the Redskins, from what I could gather of those that were in the market for quarterback. So when I asked a few of those, those teams, including the Giants and the Broncos, um, I had one scout from Miami give me a little something, but it, it pretty much lined up with what everyone else was saying, which was there was just concern with his accuracy. Um, this, is, this isn't this is great news to hear, but this was just one coach's opinion, just one. He said uh, he's sort of a uh, less athletic Josh Allen from Buffalo, hmm. which, you know, th- that's something that we're, we're going to have to see. And, and, and you know, people that study people all day long can probably give us more info on that. But I just thought that, if that's what the Washington Redskins got with their top picks, and that's a bust because I don't think, uh, let, you know, Josh Allen was successful last season because he created plays, not because of his accuracy, not because of his passing. He was able to use so mobile in the pocket, and that's how he was able to be successful. So right. if you're talking about a player that isn't like that and then he isn't an accurate passer, mm-hmm. that's, that's, that's not good news. Um, but – you know, from talking to Washington since then, I will say this, and I think this is just where, this is what I do like about this team. They are well aware that, okay, they don't have any power in this. This is the guy they have. And the feeling from those that I know want to Daniel Jones, they, they seem to have come around on it. They let it go, and, and they're able to see that this kid does bring some great ability with him. And, you know, on, on, at ESPN, you can say for what it's worth, the analysts leading up to the draft, I mean, I, could, I couldn't hear enough great things about him, especially after that pro day. Um, so there's, there's tons of upside to him, and I, I do think that he gives 
the Skins' reasons to be excited. All right, so what is the game plan then in terms of getting him on the field? We've been kind of debating that. Are they going to sit him? Are they giving him a legit shot to win it week one? Like, what is sort of the plan? I think it's fair game competition. I think we're going into camp, guys, like Robert Kirk days. I think it's you're all going to get the same amount of reps, and we're going to see who falls here. Um, because, guys, you know what's going to happen. We've been here before. Snyder's going to want, and Allen's going to want Haskins to succeed. He's going to want him to do well. So even if it's a fair game camp, or even if Keenum is just a little bit better, you know what's going to happen. That they're going to say, look, you take a top pick to start him. He's not here to sit. Um, And you guys heard the quotes from Gruden back at the Combine when he was asked specifically at that breakfast what he thought of Haskins, and he said he needs a year. So how does he going to go from he needs a year to – now they're going to get him ready. Did they? Did he go on record and say that? Yeah, that was on the record. <clears throat> yeah, mm. you got. I was fi- looking up quotes of, about from the because I wasn't at that breakfast, so I wanted to see what he had said about Haskins, and that and that was one of the things that I'm like, okay, well that's telling. Um, but here, here's what's cool about about Gruden from, from what I've learned over the years. He likes the challenge of here's your guy, make it work, figure this out. Right. So I, I think. Jay, knowing he's on the hot seat, is going to probably be able to to make this work. And and I would not be shocked to see Dwayne Haskins starting week one. The way I read the room Hmm. um, and the information, just from what we were getting, was that this was kind of... So I love the first round because they went up and they got sweat. I thought, Haskins, okay, we'll see. Half these guys bust. Hopefully he hits. But when they got sweat, I was like, okay, this is a home run. They address their quarterback need. Hopefully he hits. And then they get arguably maybe the best edge rusher in the draft. Um, who gets credit for that? These boys just want to give Bruce all the credit in the world because he did that. The way I read that is that's a compromise thing. They got their quarterback for Dan and Bruce, and then for the football guys, they gave him their edge rusher. It's completely the latter. It's exactly what you thought, and and that's how it went down, and that's why everyone was happy. Um, You know, just even talking to all the the guys I chat with in the organization that night after the first round, I mean – Everyone sort of let the bitterness go and the tension I felt for days leading up to it. It was, I felt like I was talking to different people. Um, because they got sweat. Yes, there was relief. It was like, okay, maybe we all didn't want Haskins, but we got that pass rush. You know, we, we were able to get him. I mean, the, the list I was sent of needs from this team leading into the draft from, from people in the organization on the football side of it was very long, <laughs> and, and explanation for each position why. And quarterback wasn't even on the list. Huh. So the fact that that's what they went with their top pick, you know, think about if you're, that, you're working on this all year long and then you don't even right. get what you want and what you're working for and what you truly believe in in the core of the team of what they need to be better. Um, so what was on then, the list? Tell people what was on the list. Obviously edge rusher, receiver. Edge rusher, receiver, tight end, safety. Mm. Um, and right guard. Dude, was court, were, quarterback wasn't on the list guard, at all? Left guard, right? Left guard, right? No. Because no, Sheriff plays on the right side. I don't know why, but he, uh, uh, what I got was right guard. I don't know if that was just the most... Maybe, 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 maybe they wanted to maybe move depth. So quarterback wasn't on the list at all for, in the draft? No. Hmm. No. So they wouldn't have taken a quarterback like in the third round, fourth round? I I, I don't think so. I don't think so. I think they were really – I mean, look, you trade for Keith Keenum to, to make that work. And the feeling I was getting from from even 
these guys on the defensive side of the ball, not that they matter in this situation, but they don't believe that the Gruden offense can make Keenum work. Like, they all thought that, all right, Gruden right. can make him a 60% quarterback. Like, right. they could make him be pretty good and make it work, but he's going to need weapons around him. He's going to need support, and um, that was the hope through this draft. But, obviously, we have a whole new situation here, and, uh, you know, it's just from a um, – a bigger perspective that from the outside view here, outside of DC, you know, the Redskins are, are in the game now for an interest, you know, one of the most interesting teams going into the season. So, I mean, I'm going to be back down there a lot now this year, which it's is going to be interesting. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see how much of that tug of war we see in the first few weeks. I can't wait. Yeah. It's, it's going to be, really be a fun team to watch. Well, good job. Yeah. You nailed it. Thank good you, job. Diana. Really appreciate it. Thanks, guys. It was great to hear you back on the radio. I was up early all last week for the draft, and it just it just felt like good times. I'm like, man, these dudes are still the king, <laughs> the kings of DC sports. I don't know how they're pulling it off, but you guys are still a great list, and I love being on the show as well. Thank I tell, you. I keep telling Thank people you, we, we're just fooling them. We're just we keep fooling them for 23 years. <laughs> or we're geniuses. Yeah. That could be it too. I don't know. <laughs> all right. Thank you. Thank Diana. you, Diana. Thanks, guys. Wow. It makes sense that if Jay Gruden always felt like he could make Colt McCoy work in his system and he was mm-hmm. always Hyle McCoy, well, he certainly feels like he can do that with Case Keenum. Right. Well, now he's got to do it with Haskins. Right. Now he's got to do it with him. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 